On today's episode of The Buzz on Business, current student Rachel Brown speaks with one of her recently graduated peers, Henry Cannon. Henry was a marketing and management major who graduated in 2020 and started a full-time job while continuing to work on launching his company, Whisk. Henry and Rachel talk about the challenges young founders face and how resources like the Riata Center can help. Welcome back to the Buzz on Business podcast. I'm Rachel Brown, and I've got a super great guest with us here today, Henry Cannon, a recent graduate of Oklahoma State University. As we just introduce you to the audience, go ahead and skim your resume. Just give us a recap of who you are and what you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, super excited to be on here, and thank you so much for choosing to interview me for this. Um, as far as my resume goes, just to kind of skim quickly, I, I came to Oklahoma State in 2016 from Kansas City um, and then graduated uh, last May in 2020, um, double majored in marketing and management and was pretty involved uh, during my time on campus with a lot of organizations and things like that. Definitely the Riata Center being one of them. And started WISC my sophomore year is when we really started kicking around the idea um, at kind of a high level and then uh, started ramping that up my junior year and we're still going. So that's kind of a, a quick overview. After graduation, I also joined uh, HubSpot to kind of start my career there um, outside of my, my entrepreneurial career. But uh, I'm doing sales there now uh, in tandem with HubSpot and uh, yeah, excited to see where things things go. That's so exciting. Congratulations on getting a job after graduating in 2020, <laughs> first of all. Thank but you. I, Thank I you. want to hear, give us the elevator pitch of WISC. What, what exactly are you up to with that? Yeah, so in short, um, WISC is a Twitter-based dating app. That's, that's the gist of it. Um, and really, we're trying to create a dating app that uses the observable and verifiable data on your social media profiles to create more uh, authentic and genuine connections. So that's the yeah kind of high level, pretty straightforward um, concept there. But we're, we are starting with Twitter. So we are kind of trying to establish ourselves as the, the Twitter dating app, basically. I love that. I think so many people would want to use that, including perhaps myself. <laughs> Rewind just a second. You know, you graduate in 2020 in the middle mm -hmm. of a pandemic. You know, talk us through what that year was like for you and what your experience was. Obviously, it was unexpected, I think, for, for everyone, to say the least, um, and especially with how long it's been going on. But when we were graduating, yeah, I, I knew we were going to have to do the remote thing for a while and, and kind of, um, you know, starting work in a remote environment. wasn't super pumped about that. In my, in my internship, actually, previously, um, I, I talked to someone about, like, working remotely potentially, and uh, I was saying that I would literally you know, never want to do that, like uh, completely off the table for me. I thought that'd be the worst <laughs> thing ever. Um, and yeah, little did I know the next year I'd be, be doing remote the whole time. So it, it's been good and, and definitely been able to adapt to it. There's, there's for sure been uh, pros and cons, but yeah, a lot of uncertainty around graduation. Wasn't super excited about the remote thing, but uh, we're, we're making it work. Totally understandable. We were all thrown for a loop, whether you're dealing with remote schooling or remote work, oh. we've all had to our favorite word in entrepreneurship, pivot and learn to adapt. Um, and, but what was like that like with, with WISC? Was there ever a moment where, you know, you really weren't sure it was the best option to keep moving forward with it? Did your plans change after the world shut down? Uh, I mean, honestly, we, we were pretty 
you know, set on, on continuing to move forward. We didn't feel like it's, um, you know, we were lucky in the fact that, you know, a lot of businesses were really affected by the pandemic and the shutdown, but being a really online based company and, and business concept, um, we didn't see much impact from that. And if anything, there's actually been a lot more um, hype around kind of online dating and that sort of thing since the pandemic. Um, Bumble just had a really successful IPO actually in large, largely because of that. Um, so if anything, we were, you know, excited to hopefully, um, you know, kind of be able to put an app out there when people were, you know, really looking to make connections online and, and really, you know, kind of struggling with that loneliness and stuff. We were hopeful that we could at least provide a, some kind of solution for that. So yeah, we were very fortunate um, to keep going and uh, we were definitely yeah, excited to continue working on it as much as we could. Yeah, that's great. I know. I mean, even in my journey as a founder, there's, there's moments where you get something in the back of your head where it's like, was this really a good idea? Am I really doing the right thing? Am I the right person for this? But mm-hmm. when you have a passion and you really believe in that opportunity, it, that's what fuels you, you know, to get up and keep working on it. And I, I know that that's been your experience too, mm-hmm. but with that comes a lot of surprises along the way. What were some of the surprises that you ran into with building WISC? Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of surprises uh, along the way, both both good and bad. Um, one of the bigger ones and um, more positive ones, I think, was just recently with when we first like kind of started to put ourselves out there on Twitter in January and try to get some traction with the beta. Um, we saw a lot of really great responses. And actually, I, I tried a lot of different ways um, in the week leading up to that to try and get some attention and using different automation tools and search functions and things like that to try and get people to kind of notice us and get on the on the beta to give us some feedback and eventually what worked was I just sat down on one Saturday and searched Twitter dating app and just on Twitter and went through started responding to everyone that had said they wanted a Twitter dating app and then after like four hours of that uh, we ended up people started kind of talking about us and tweeting about us and we went pretty mini viral so definitely nothing (laughs) crazy but you know like a, a there were tweets about us with a few hundred favorites over a thousand and from like accounts with tens of thousands of followers. So um, in the grand scheme of things, that was pretty small, but like, it was a great surprise to see that that's, that's all it took for us to put it out there. So um, that was obviously the hope that people would have that kind of natural interest in a Twitter dating app, but definitely a surprise to finally see that happen. Um, As far as kind of the more, uh, the less exciting surprises (laughs) go, um, I think really just things to do with timing where we're, surprising us along the way um as the farther you know we get we got into making a business and making a product um we continued to just learn how complicated that really is on both the technical and business development side of things so um there were lots of surprises along the way there i know i told a a potential investor one time back in like october um of my senior year that we were like i was like yeah we'll be we'll be ready to go and like have a beta for you in, in like a month. So we'll, we'll stay in touch. And then, I mean, now we're, we're just now in beta as of like you know, January, we're, we'll finally have it out there. So um, definitely plenty of, and honestly, at that point, the, our idea for a business was way less viable than it is now. And so um, just kind of taking the, all the time that it takes to make this really happen has been um, a surprise, but definitely a learning experience for sure. I can definitely relate to the ever-changing timeline. I think each time I have a new competition, I have to go to my timeline page 
and change the end date again mm-hmm. and push it further back and further <laughs> back. So there's a lot of things you don't expect that pop up. Now you've mentioned us and we a lot. So you work with a team. Tell us a little bit more about them and what it's like to work with them. Yeah. So uh, the team consists of myself, obviously, uh, and my two co-founders, Wade and Bryant. Um, Wade and I actually knew each other from kindergarten. We were best friends growing up. Uh, he grew up to be way smarter than I am and uh, went to <laughs> Vanderbilt to study computer science, applied mathematics, and cognitive studies. So definitely a smart guy. And him and I were kind of brainstorming over winter break about a few different trends that we'd noticed, um, some technology that, that he was aware of and, and how we could use that to um, you know, make something that people could be interested in. And that's really where uh, WIST kind of came from. Um, and then once we knew we were going to start working on a project like that, he tapped in his friend Bryant, who also went to school with him at Vanderbilt and uh, helps with the technical side of things as well. Uh, they met like on the first day of school um, when they got started there. So they were definitely good friends. And then I've gotten to know Bryant since then, obviously through WISC and visiting Nashville a few times. Um, and obviously through tons of Zoom calls and, and Skypes <laughs> over the years. But uh, yeah, it's definitely been great to work with some people that are also close friends. Yeah. And that's nice that you guys are already kind of used to remote work then in the changing environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a big um, advantage for us kind of going into this situation because we didn't have to, a lot of people were talking about the the difficulties of adapting and it definitely has been difficult, uh, you know, for so many reasons, uh, just um, trying to navigate the working from home and, and the pandemic in general, but at, at the least we were um, you know, pretty familiar and comfortable uh, collaborating with each other and already had those systems in place. So we were able to go forward pretty smoothly, which was um, definitely helpful. I have a question for you personally, as a solopreneur myself, has it been helpful or hurtful to be friends with your co-founders? Yeah, I think it's it's been really helpful. Um, just the fact that we all know each other and can be really honest with each other and not have to worry about someone taking something wrong or, um, you know, not being able to trust another person or, or anything like that um, has been definitely a big help. Uh, you know, we all are really confident in each other's skills and, and we know that we're putting in our best effort. So yeah, I think being able to, to be friends and have that honesty and, and that trust has been a, a, a really big help for us. That's awesome. Now I want to rewind just a little bit back to your time in college and that's where I really got to know you but you weren't actually an entrepreneurship major. You came from marketing and got involved with the Riata Center. How did you first get engaged with the Riata Center? Yeah, so I'd actually first heard about the Riata Center when I was touring OSU, like my junior year of uh, high school. And when I was learning about the business school, that was one thing that that really stood out to me. I knew that it was a unique kind of program to have an incubator like that for students. And the fact that there were students that had come out and successfully started businesses from it was really intriguing to me. Um, Although I wasn't going in as an entrepreneurship major, uh, I knew that that was something on my radar and that I could potentially see myself doing at some point. And so um, once I actually came, it was a big reason of of why um, I ended up even choosing OSU. But uh, so once I, once I got here and had an idea that I I thought I'd like to pursue, um, I already knew where to go. That's awesome. Now, you know, when you first started engaging with the Riata Center, like what was that experience like? Who were you around? What events did you start doing? 
Yeah, so I came in to the Rod Center for the first time, I think, um, in the spring of my sophomore year. So after Wade and I had kind of collaborated and flushed out our idea a little bit more, um, I, I just went in, I think I just talked to someone at the Genius Bar, um, set up some time with uh, Kyle Eastham and went over this really crappy pitch deck that I had put together um, <laughs> that's looking back was so bad and like missed everything. I think I just Googled, you know, what do you do when you want to start a business and put a pitch deck together? Seemed easier than writing a business plan. So that's where I started. <laughs> um, and, but he was able to kind of see through uh, the, <laughs> how bad the deck was and that we might have something worth pursuing and uh, told us to go talk to a hundred people over the summer and see if we could get some feedback, see if this was something that people actually wanted or if it was, you know, just, a, just an idea. So we did that um, and then came back in the fall and started getting a lot more involved from there. I think it was that fall that you and I probably met at Pitch and Poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. I think so. Um, and that was a, a great experience and, and really where I first kind of got plugged in with people. Yeah, I, I know for me being part of those competitions, our Pitch and Poster competition, business plan competition, the feedback that you also get in that process of chiseling on your business and making it better and better each time. That is really what's so valuable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When we first did the pitch and poster competition, we really yeah did not know what we were doing for a lot of it. And it was helpful to kind of have a, a format to flesh out um, our business idea in a bit more detail, ask ourselves some of the tough questions about, uh, you know, competitors and execution and, and, um, feasibility, finance, all that kind of stuff. And so that was really helpful. Um, additionally, just trying to work that out. At that point, we were mostly doing it kind of either through help just like online that I was Googling or other students like yourself um, or, or Brooks. He was a good friend of mine that helped me out a lot with that, um, as well as some of my uh, mentors, specifically uh, Keith Greer. He was uh, my mentor from the uh, the Spears mentorship program. And so he was kind of working with me on that as well, which was a huge help. Um, but yeah, definitely the the iteration process was uh, hugely important. So getting that first kind of uh, traction with some success in the, the pitch and poster competition was definitely uh, really encouraging for us and, and set us up to do, um, yeah, put us in a good position to, to move on from there. Most definitely. And I remember a lot of our interactions during the Riata startup experience where we had our desks back in the Riata Center and mine was super cluttered and yours was all nice and neat with a few books on it. But I would regularly ask you questions and get to hear about updates on WISC. And I know you and I also both worked pretty closely with David Thomason, another one of our great professors, and mm -hmm. did some external competitions through that, through working with him and so many valuable people really that pour into us and get to help us build our companies and support and encourage us has been something huge in my experience as being part of the Riata Center. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I can't, uh, can't thank the Riata Center enough for all the resources we got from that. So after getting, you know, your first exposure, we'll say with the pitch and poster competition, what were your steps after that? Yeah, yeah. So from there, we really got plugged in with the Riata Center and Entrepreneurship Department in general. Uh, Professor Gajan right away kind of stepped in when we were rough around the edges and uh, helped us with like a one-on-one -on -one, uh, i -Core program um, where we talked like over 100 potential users to get some feedback uh, again and really expand on kind of the um, 
you know, less structured outreach and research we had done over the summer. Um, it really helped us kind of get things refined going into the winter business plan competition, uh, which took even more preparation and incorporated a lot of the feedback we got from uh, Professor Gajan and the judges uh, in the pitching poster competition. And then it was actually after that that we got introduced to David Thomason, who uh, was also a huge help uh, going forward and continues to be a huge help. I just talked to him like two weeks ago, actually, even though I graduated. So for him to stay that involved with, you know, even just past students um, has been awesome. And so having him kind of help us through uh, the rest of my junior and senior year and even, you know, to this day uh, was great and really stemmed from that uh that first business playing competition, as well as Jacob Mahaffey. He really got us plugged in with the i competition as well, helped us apply uh, for a grant that allowed us to travel all the way to LA and do some market research there um, and, and get some uh, really great experience just, you know, <laughs> doing flying out somewhere to a totally new city, trying to talk to people about your business, that sort of thing, and, and got some really key insights from that. So yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, a, a group effort from the people at the Riata Center and in the entrepreneurship department. And uh, there are so many people that were key to our success and just really, you know, glad to have had the, the opportunity to uh, connect with them and, and get their advice along the way. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's that support and encouragement from this whole team of people that really believe that you can do something great. That is one of the big motivators for me. And getting up each day and continuing to work on this project. Definitely. Yeah. And especially just thinking back to like where we were with, with that sort of thing. I, I mean, I think my conversation with uh, David Thomason, the first time we talked, he was saying like, Hey, you know, I think you guys have a good idea here, but like your business model is way off. Like it's, it's never going to work that way. And I was like, I actually, it will work that way. Um, but then uh, he's like, okay, well let's, let's talk about it. And then we set up some time and he, totally showed me why I was, I was so wrong on the way that I thought that the uh, uh, things were going to work for us. But uh, just to be able to like have that conversation and have someone still believe in us after I like had gotten something wrong and, and having him like, uh, you know, see the, the bigger picture there was awesome. So yeah, can't, uh, can't thank everyone over at the Riot Center enough. And even just like the students like you being in an environment where we can like bounce stuff off each other was uh, a huge help. Oh, shucks, Henry. That's so sweet. <laughs> but I, I would say the same thing about you. So as we wrap up the podcast, we do a fun little thing called the lightning round. And this is where you don't know these questions ahead of time. I'm just going to throw them at you and you have to give me your quick response. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could only eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, I'm just going to play it safe. I'll go with Italian classic can't go wrong with carbs mm -hmm. east coast or west coast oh, i'm actually about to move to the east coast um but a lot of people i'm working with are on the west I, uh, I think i've been to the west coast so i'm gonna go west coast but east coast can prove me wrong here uh, all right shortly, hopefully time will tell <laughs> what is your favorite sport to watch to watch um probably uh, probably football, I think. Um, in person, it would be baseball, but on TV, I'm going football. Okay. Do, is it different depending if you're playing the sport? I mean, if I'm playing the sport, no one wants to watch, honestly. I'm, I'm <laughs> not that good. So uh, that's, that's, 
Um, but I mean, as far as which one I enjoy playing the most, probably be like softball or something like that. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I'm right in there with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee or tea? Oh, definitely coffee. I don't even know the last time I've had tea. It's <laughs> what's your best memory at OSU? Uh, probably, yeah, probably homecoming senior year. I think that was a pretty special, special moment for me. Um, first thing that comes to mind for sure. Yeah. I mean, we are in the presence of royalty, are we not? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Definitely a, a huge surprise there. So um, yeah, but a great experience for sure. Our homecoming king. All right. Last one. What is your favorite Twitter trend? Oh, that is a good one. Um, gosh. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll mix up a little bit. I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but the Twitter spaces just came out. Um, I think it might still be like kind of in, in beta. I don't know if everyone has it yet, but it's like the uh, Twitter's take on clubhouse. And so, um, it's like a, yeah, kind of live conversation thing that they're doing now. So that if you consider that a trend, then, uh, I definitely, I, I listened to it for the first time, like this week actually, and I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be a, a big thing going forward. So I'm excited to, uh, yeah, see where that trend goes. That's so interesting. Well, I think the next big trend is going to be a cool dating app called Whisk. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, Henry, this has been such a pleasure. I love getting to catch up with you. As we close, let our listeners know how they can keep following you and what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's been awesome, you know, being on here and everything. Again, appreciate you so much taking the time to ask me some questions. Hopefully it was it was valuable, but uh yeah, as far as staying in touch with Whisk and keeping up, um, you can follow us on Twitter would be the best way, at Whisk Dating. Um, go to our website, whiskdating.com, or uh, hopefully soon check us out in the App Store. But for now, uh, I, I recommend following the Twitter for some updates. Awesome. Thanks so much, Henry. Yep. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Buzz on Business podcast. Make sure you keep up with the Riata Center and OSU Entrepreneurship by following us on social media at OSU Entrepreneurship on Instagram and Facebook and at Riata Center on Twitter. See you next time.